Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. Welcome um, back to the Hall of Faith um, discussion that we are having. We're talking through Hebrews 11. And today we are talking about Noah. Uh, We're going to camp out on verse 7 of chapter 11, and then we're going to jump over to Genesis and talk about the faithfulness of Noah. Um, Terry, do you want to read that for us? Okay, Hebrews 11, um, 7 out of the NIV. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Okay. He built an ark. God told him what to do. There had never been rain. He didn't even know what rain was. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the springs of the earth came up and watered the ground. They had never had rain. So it was kind of like that. If you know, if you have had a big, heavy rain and you know that, okay, if this does this for 40 days, we're in trouble. So you need to build an ark. But if you've never even seen rain, how can it, you know, how can you even envision it? It's a total faith, total faith he had. Well, not even, it's going to rain for 40 days. How did they know it would stop at 40? This is the way the earth is now. It's going to flood like this forever. Or it's just going to be a minute or... Ham, stop spinning on me. I mean, you know, there's all these different levels of water. This <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't mean to say that they knew it was going to rain for forty days. But if oh, okay. us knowing what rain is, you know, if it was told to us forty days, they'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. we'd be willing to build an ark. <laughs> we would. So we're going to um, talking about Noah. The. Um, the account of Noah is back all the way back in Genesis. Mm-hmm. And it's in, um, starts in Genesis 6, 9. And 6, 9 says, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, um, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, I, can't I think that's it. That one. And then 11 says, now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become for all the people on earth has, had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. And this is how you are to build it. And he gave him very specific instructions about how he is supposed to build this ark. But at this point, he still doesn't say, I'm going to send water. It's going to flood. He doesn't say any of that to Noah. He just says, I'm going to get rid of everybody. Y'all are awful and horrible. So go do what I'm telling you to do. And it doesn't make any sense. And Noah was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And God didn't do this lightly. If we back up a little bit to Genesis, let's see, that's 6-5. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become and that every inclination of the thought of his heart was only evil all the time. 
I mean, we think we're in bad times right now. This is pretty bad. Yeah. 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 I mean, verse six says the Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. Can you imagine? I mean, it's yucky now. It's, it's the world is not a, a pretty place. Um, you know, there's a lot of yuck and God still hasn't said, okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Think about how bad that would be and how deeply troubled. And that's, um, I think understating it to the max that he is deeply Mm -hmm. troubled to the point where he says, I'm, we've got to start over again. We have to hit the reset button on this folks. Mm -hmm. You know, in our times, go ahead, Terry. Sorry. I was going to say in our times, we have the Holy Spirit and we have a lot of good people and we have people making godly decisions and so on. But I like how Rosemary accented it. Like every inclination of the thoughts was only evil all the time. Oh my gosh. that It's hard to even think of it. You know, when you, you in the news, maybe someone, you know, this crazy person did this and you're like, oh my gosh, how could someone be like that? But you think of a whole world full, full of that nastiness is a little overwhelming. We've got that great scripture in Romans 5.20 that says where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. So now we've got that grace abounding. Mm-hmm. While sin might be abounding, grace is abounding too. Because the Holy Spirit is here on the earth with us, in us. And I think that does change um, the picture substantially. One of the things that I studied about too was that, um, you know, this is before the Messiah. The Messiah has already been promised, right? Um, But it's before he's come. And so there has to be an awareness, I think, that Satan is trying to pollute the gene pool so that he can stop that messianic line. Mm. So I think there's a little bit of that involved in this, too, mm. um, that, you know, God's not, God wasn't going to allow anything to interfere with that plan. And because we had the sons of men marrying the daughters of men, um, and we're not exactly sure what all that means, but we do know that whatever it means, it was a bad thing. And that could have been a Satan's plan to interrupt the messianic line. The sons of God, right? It says mm-hmm. the sons of God. Mary. So there's a lot of discussion yeah. whether, what is that? Are they angels? Are they, are they fallen? Are they what? Right. Um, and okay. we don't really have a good explanation for that. And this is in uh, Genesis 6-4. But the way 6-4 starts is the Nephilim. We're on the earth in those days. I never knew this in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. They were the giants, like the David giants. and Goliath. Goliath yeah. was probably from that race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, that's so cool. Yeah, and it's, pretty interesting. They're only mentioned here and then in Numbers as well. Mm-hmm. Numbers um, chapter 13. Mm-hmm. But that's there's not a lot of discussion about it. Not a lot of discussion mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. But whatever it was, even though they had um, heroes of old and men of renown, that says, you know, that's in the word that that came out of that intermarriage. Um, overall, it must not have been a good thing. Right. So. Um, the, and the part that, you know, after we were reading in 6.5 um, and, and later, it, it comes to 
um, six, eight, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. So you're right, Angie. It's like, even with all this evil all the time, there's still hope. And I propose to say there's still hope because God's involved. Yeah. Because God's in this story. And that's where the hope lies. And he, he's looking for someone who's faithful on this earth. Well, he made a promise back to Eve that she, there was going to be seed. Her seed was going to bruise the heel of the serpent. Mm-hmm. And so even here, he's protecting that seed. Um, and he's found Noah, who's willing to play his part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty awesome. So, so even as this is a story that feels like it can be crazy with giants and angelic beings <laughs> and all these in a flood and, and all this, it's like um, God's in this. He's completely in control. He knows what's going on on the earth. He knows who is on the earth and what, what they're doing. Yeah. So then he has Noah build this ark. Have any of you ever been to see the ark in Kentucky? No, I would love to. Have I you would gone? too. It was our. Um, it was going to be our trip on spring break this year, oh. but we stayed in the house instead. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but I think it would be an awesome thing to see a replication. You know, to see a replica mm-hmm. of the ark like that. I. I think that would really, because I don't think we can quite fathom what that's going to look like. Maybe a cruise ship, you know, I mean, it's big, it's huge. Right. Yeah. Just to give a little bit of perspective really um, to what it is that God was asking and how crazy it must have seemed to Noah. And then even to, especially to the people around him, think about that. He was so faithful in um, to God and God saw that in him. Just imagine one, he probably obviously was a standout kind of guy from the, all the evil and the yuck that was around him. So he was already kind of on his own there, right? But then he starts building this thing that nobody has any context for. Nobody has any idea what it's about, but he just keeps going along and plodding along because he knows that that's what God has called him to do. Well, think of the resources that were necessary. How much wood, how much pitch, um, how many man hours to construct that thing. I mean, he's just really basically Noah and his three sons and the wives. Um, you know, I'm a pretty sturdy gal. And I, I, I mean, I would like to think I would have been right in there sawing and hammering and doing everything too, but not, not as capable as Dan for sure. Yeah, so that's a pretty small workforce. Yeah, and think of the construction logistics because if yes. this is going to be 30 cubits high, 30 cubits high tra- uh, translates to how big? Well, there's, they said something this one the arcs to be 450 feet long, yes. 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. So okay. about four stories high. Yeah. And a one and a half times a football field kind of ish. Why? It's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine, you know, and it, it's curved, and so it's there's there's got to be some finesse that goes into it. It's not like you're yeah. stacking Legos here. You know, there's definitely there's a there's a lot that goes into it. So there's a lot of detail, even though he's walking in faith. Yep. Yeah. 
He's getting a lot of detail, you know, as he's going along, I'm sure. Have we ever had that? Have you guys ever had that thought like, oh, I should put this here. Oh, wow, this would be such a great idea. Or just to walk along in faith in our regular day to day. Um, I, I just kind of get that feeling that's probably, no, we got the big plan a little bit, but then it's like the detail plans he had to wait for until it was door day, you know, how you fill the doors, you know, or, yeah. you know, how, you know, elephant day, how do we get the elephant in, you know, where does it go, you know? Right. How do you keep the elephants from squishing the lizards? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you got to keep the elephants and the mice apart. Yes, for sure. <laughs> or it's just chaos on the ark, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Noah had a pretty good understanding of what he had to do and what he had control over and what he didn't have any control over. And yeah. I'm sure he he didn't feel like I mean God called those animals into the ark. It's not like Noah went out into the countryside and gathered them all up. Right. So God calls them to come. That'd be a pretty big statement if a if that entourage showed up at my house I I would be blown away mm-hmm. and I would know that there was absolutely nothing I did to get them there and absolutely nothing I could do to corral them you know I'd have to be dependent on God for that right this is this is harder than herding cats it, it really is yeah <laughs> it really is. <laughs> my son's um frat house they have a alligator named blue Mm-hmm. which bothers me, but really, as I've talked to them, they're, they're very, very caring. They've got it going to a sanctuary. It's going to, something's going to happen. They've got a plan for it. But one guy had to take him home during the COVID thing. Oh. <laughs> and so, and he, he's the one who really cares for him and, and it's, and it's okay. But then he got out and the, oh. Oh, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. Yikes. But well, the, he called it? his brothers and they found it him, but some of us lived in the South long enough to know that alligators are just there yeah. and that there are certain things that you don't do around them mm-hmm. and like anything, you you just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you don't put an alligator in your house. No, no. Um, no. alligators you know. do not make good pets. <laughs> no, no they, they really should no. not be pets. <laughs> no. no. I think they're yeah. caring for him and he's going to go to a sanctuary eventually, but I don't know. They're frat guys. I, they, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I don't. I don't. Right. But I can imagine Noah's wife being out there going, this really, this is going to come on this art. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> or something yeah. like, or can you imagine the alligators out? Okay. How it's like, God, you, you better get in control of this. Cause it's not <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, that feels like chaotic with them all. And, did we talk about it before? Like I, I have thought that um, they weren't necessarily full-grown adult animals when they came. Oh, you know, I think you so did they, talk about that maybe on a different podcast with us, Terry. Which that was a, a very interesting. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, well, we, yeah. we have to remember too. They were on the ark for a year. A year, right? Yeah. You know, so. Um, they would have to, obviously, all of those things were considered. Like, how do you yeah. keep these growing animals in one piece for an entire year? That is, I mean, if you want to talk about seeing the hand of God all over it. Yeah, that has to be God. Yeah. Wait, okay, back it up. A lot of people think he was only on the ark for 40 days. Explain the year, please. A year. Ooh. A year. Yeah. 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 
Okay, so God calls Noah in and his family and the animals. Then they go in the ark and they close it up. And then the rains came down and the floods, and the floods came, came up. up. <laughs> right? That's right. It just rained for 40 days, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's yes. not how long it took for the water to go away after it got there. Yeah. Right. Well, the rains or the waters flooded the earth for 150 days. Okay. The, for 40 days, the flood kept coming on the earth and the waters increased and the waters rose. And then, um, where do we go? Sorry, 723, it says, every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. And then verse 24 says, the waters flooded the earth for 150 days. But in chapter 7, verse 4, it says, seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. So I think yeah. that's where that comes from. That original rainfall was 40 days and 40 nights. And then the, flood, then the waters came up. And then, yeah, I mean, think of the kind of flood that would produce on the earth. Okay. For the, the, so then we've got it flooded for 150 days. 50 days. I made a little timeline. Did you, oh, oh, aren't you so oh, good, good, Terry? No, I'm, I'm listening. But, and then 150 days receding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another right. 40 days, and they sent the raven out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then seven days after that, the raven again, uh, and the dove, and they came back. Another seven days, the dove went, came back with an olive branch. Another mm-hmm. seven days, he sent the dove a second time, and it did not return. So how many days total? Mm-hmm. 300 and... A lot. 80, 70, 90, a little over a year. Yeah. Yeah, a little over a year. Yep. It's a long time, but we think it's bad to be cooped up with in our houses for 30 days. Right? <laughs> and yeah. these are in our comfortable houses with our own yeah. people. Imagine, yeah. imagine with entertainment and cleanliness and food being delivered. And yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So imagine your house with your spouse, your children, your children's spouses. Mm-hmm. And two, a minimum of two of every single kind of animal. I cannot Pooping. imagine. <laughs> pooping. So here's, uh-uh. here's a new thing. Yeah. The, I didn't see an outlet for the poop to go out, by the way, on that ark. No. It was sealed. It was sealed completely like Jesus's tomb was sealed completely. But I'm going to back up because there's this one part. Oi, oi, oi. Where is that? In seven days, I will send rain. It's in around, mm-hmm. I think, the beginning of seven. Yep, seven, yeah, four, seven I think. four. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. First off, picture them. They all go in the ark. Why? I don't know. Let's just sit here. You've got to wait <laughs> seven, seven days. we got to wait seven days. Seven days, right? Yeah. And then it's like, and I will bring rain. It's like, I don't know what rain is, right? Yeah. I, it just is amazing to me the steps of faith that Noah had and his yeah. family had. And his, his family, family too, followed yeah. him. Mm-hmm. What, what did they do on the eighth day? I mean, like, <laughs> I'm just like. The eighth day, they were looking at all the people out there going, I told you. I yeah. told you. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we could kind of bring that to us back to the COVID thing that's going on. People that have been in their houses and all the germaphobes right now are saying, I'm telling you, <laughs> this is what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, those of us who are introverts are like, I told you it wasn't that bad being at home. It's fine. <laughs> this is to great. not have plans and to have to have to sit outside in the sunshine and read a book. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so the, and, and let's just kind of get clear. They didn't have sunshine for 40 days either. Right. That's right. Yeah. It's so enclosed. There's no, I mean, they show the little windows or something like that, but that is not enough windows Mm-mm. to take care of all that. That is not enough windows to deal with the stench. I think. That's a lot. Well, and if you go in um, Genesis eight thirteen, um, it talks about how Noah removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. So I feel like that says they weren't even looking out windows. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think mm-hmm. they were kind of entombed. Entombed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I can say is that I dearly hope that in the miracles that happened along all of this, that God said, you know what? Nobody has to poop at all. <laughs> None of the animals, nothing. We just don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I think we're now in our own arc fantasies here. Like, yes, I really think happened. so. See, I was Which thinking, is a good fantasy. Yeah, that, just stay there. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, that, that maybe God had some sort of ceiling fan sucking out the bad air, you know, like... <laughs> A, mirac- a miraculous ceiling fan or something somewhere. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he probably tied, like, some palms together and had some flies going around. <laughs> <laughs> That's how all the winged creatures got their exercise. I'm oh, sure. Oh, oh maybe I like that. About that. Oh, That's a good thought. Awesome. Here's the other thing at the end of it now. They're coming out of the ark, right? Everyone's coming out. I think it's cracking me up. So now they get to eat meat now that they're out of the ark. Right? right. And I'm just sitting here thinking if I'm looking around and I'm like a tiger and I see four other tigers, someone's going to get eaten. No. <laughs> <laughs> someone's getting smoked. Right. Yes. Smoke. You're right. <laughs> Cows are moving out. They're going to eat smoke yet. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So they were walking out of the ark on faith too. So. And their their plan was probably to just keep moving as far as they can, and they would be okay anyway. Yeah. So if you ever want to really dig deep into a subject, the flood is one of those amazing things that you can you can dig deep in. Now we will caution you that you can go sideways on this really quick because there are some crazy theories out there. We don't know what happened. The Bible tells us so much but beyond that i mean there is just question after question after question after question after question and some of these questions i don't believe will ever be answered correctly by humans and that it will be one of those things where once you get to heaven and you're like hey god what about this then lots of the flood background can questions can kind of Mm -hmm. fall into that and and for our purposes we just wanted to really look at all the steps of faith Yep. And Noah had in the story. So we don't need to know all the true answers of the ark, like mm-hmm. you were saying, Suzanne. Mm-hmm. All we need to do is say, God, tell me what you want me to know about this. Why was right. it important for me to just notice this piece? 
you know, and just you work with me and God can take any piece of scripture and, and help you and show you, reveal to you what he wants you to see mm-hmm. by faith. Absolutely. By faith. So we've got to take all of this by faith, just as Noah had to take all of his instruction from God by faith. Yeah. But that's a, again, we're talking about faith is an action. It involves an action and a standing and endurance and a movement, solid movement towards something. That was just maybe not what I wanted to say there. Never mind. (laughs) But I mean, look at the very concrete actions that Noah took. Faith has to have action. We, right. right. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So our faith isn't going to look like Noah's faith. You know, God hasn't asked any of us to go build an ark, but he's asked some other things of us. Are we going to be faithful? Um, to do those things that he does ask of us. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we have someone who's come before us, who's walked in faith, and we can look at their story and learn from that and be encouraged by that. Right. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Awesome. Well, Terry, will you pray for us today? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Our great and mighty God, uh, we're so thankful to be able to meet together um, from a distance and to study your word and to talk about it and hash it over and just discover the awesome faith that people like Noah had. And we just pray, Father, that um, if you were looking and reading our story, that we might be coming close to maybe being in a hall of faith ourselves. And I just pray, Father, that we would hear you as you direct us, that we'll listen to you no matter how it looks to other people no matter um, if it makes sense to us when we know that you're calling us to uh, move forward uh, in any way, that we would just be quick to follow you um, like Noah did. And um, just thank you so much that we can look back on his story and, um, and see you through the whole thing and to find hope for us to um, be faithful and to be counted faithful as well. We pray for everybody that's listening, Lord, that they would have maybe heard something that would help build their faith today. We pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>